0: The Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. Easy on the wallet, but
1: is it worth your time? We search for the wrong kind of gold in order to find out here on Broke and Gaming. Welcome, absolutely
0: everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm your host, Shay.
1: I am your other host, Dan. And uh, hey, Shay, what have you been playing recently?
0: Well, Dan, you remember that... Uh, enter the gungeon clone i was talking to you about yeah i finished that it's absolute dog shit
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> well, that's it I- i'm thrilled for the update
0: yeah dude it was like the easiest possible version of enter the gungeon and then they were like ah maybe we should like try to put a story on here but also you get to fight the boss like this dude this is the easiest endgame boss i've ever come across and i i know that this is like a Mobile game, but like fuck, dude! I think I beat the boss in like four minutes. Jesus, so bad. But yeah, that was uh, Oceanhorn Chronos Dungeon. Can confirm the name of that. A less shitty game that I played is Gunvolt Chronicles
1: Luminous Avenger IX. So what's up with you playing all these (laughs) games with names like this right now? I don't
0: know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That game is much better. You remember that Fallen Knight game that I told you about that was dog shit and like the boss disappeared from a fight? Oh, yeah. A little while ago. This is like if that game was working correctly. Oh. So it's it's fun. And as you might expect, I'm bad at it. But there's a lot of things in there to offset me being bad at the game. So that's good. But I had fun with that. And
1: what what is it exactly?
0: It's like a Mega Man clone. Oh, uh, okay. it's like a, a oh, platform. I think I
1: saw this. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. We got it. We got it when uh, when you were down for the stream. Yeah, we were looking the at games that. You got. That's right.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the one looks like Mega Man X, and the one just looks like regular Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is so this that one we might want to cover for the show.
0: Yeah, maybe. All right. Might as then well.
1: Say no more. Then we'll cover it when we cover <laughs> Correct. it. Correct. Sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and then uh, Skyrim.
1: Hell yeah. Because always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> always and forever <laughs> but what about you dad what have you been playing
1: well i was playing my version of skyrim which is enter the gungeon just because you had mentioned it and so <laughs> i played a couple rounds of that it's so funny because i got myself into such a groove during the last mm-hmm. run like when mm-hmm. i unlocked the robot i unlocked the paradox i only have one more character to unlock at this point the
0: one where you have to carry a box with you or something no did that one uh oh, okay.
1: because I lucked out and got the wings. Uh, uh okay. And like really early on in one of the runs and I'm like I bet the time. I can make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, this is the one where I have to do the full run as the paradox, beat the secret boss in hell, mm-hmm. and then start all the way over with the gunslinger and beat it a second time. I've come close, but it's an alternate version of the final boss where it's like duplicated and it's a fucking... It's a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, that is still a work in progress. But I really haven't had time to play much of anything. So I kind of followed your lead and I was like, let's let's see what I can find for mobile right now. <laughs> so I have a fairly old Pixel at this point. Like it's three years old. Mm-hmm. So even though Android will keep updating, like sometimes stuff will just, like, no longer be supported on the phone that I have. So I was playing, like, an idle game just, like, here and there that midway through an event, they were just like, oh, we updated and you can't play anymore. So (laughs) I'm not even going to mention the name of it because that game can go fuck itself.
0: It said fuck you.
1: (laughs) So I downloaded two games. One I was getting a ton of ads for. I'm not a huge Street Fighter fan, generally speaking. I'm more of a a Tekken fan, Mm -hmm. but... I kept getting ads for something called um, Street Fighter Duel. And so I'm like, ah, I'll give it a shot. It's not much of anything. Like, it's one of those games where you build your teams, like you unlock characters, and it's like a four-on-four, almost rock-paper-scissors type of thing. Like, there's different classes. It's it's like fire, lightning, and wind. And that's a rock-paper-scissors scenario that I will never commit to memory. So every time it's like, all right, they have three wind guys. What do I need again? I have to keep going back. I couldn't tell you now with any confidence, what beats wind out of fire and lightning. fire. You're probably fire. right. You're probably right. But then what the fuck does light? See, this is the exact issue I'm having.
0: I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta beat fire, but like that doesn't make any goddamn sense.
1: Right. Why would lightning be good against fire? That doesn't track. <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing that it's, it's, pretty early on so they don't have all of the the mainstay characters in it yet like akuma is about to be released in the game so that's just been something and then the way lamer thing that i've been playing is a a solitaire app (laughs) which i only bring up because they're doing something with this that i've never or i won't say never but rarely have seen in games of this ilk which is you can unlock different decks. And it's it's solitaire. It's just straight up solitaire. Uh-huh. However, they heavily promote the artists that make the decks for them. And they get a portion of sales. Like if I were to buy one of these decks, that money will go... At least part of the money will go directly to the artist. And that's really fucking cool.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just not something you see super often. And there are so many like really, really amazing looking decks. There's a, a whole drag deck by a UK artist that just took a bunch of pictures of their friends both drag kings and queens mm-hmm. and like set them as the different suits Nice. It's awesome but the one of the more interesting things is the one deck is like a Christmas or like wintry themed deck mm-hmm. and if you buy it they do a, a carbon offset thing so if you purchase this deck they commit to removing 125 Thousand, basically carbon dioxide units from the atmosphere Uh uh-huh that's just neat i just think it's a cool thing to do in general
0: yeah that is that is very very cool
1: yeah so that's uh flick uh, solitaire if anybody just wants a dumb little (laughs) thing to do in their spare time when they're waiting for their uh (laughs) prescription to be filled i don't know (laughs) Because, like, the only thing I could think of is this is only something an old person would do. And I'm 38 now, so I'm well on my way. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like, that's all I've had time for. Uh, so Flick Software and Street Fighter Duel. I don't know what my life has become. But, Speaking we're going to figure out what your
0: life has become. Yeah,
1: we were both <laughs> going for the same relative thing. We're going to get into today's game, and we will start. As we always start with our short change history. Today we're talking about the dark picture anthology series Man of Medan, which is a 2019 interactive horror narrative game developed by English studio Supermassive Games and published by Bandai Namco Entertainment. Supermassive was founded in 2008 by Pete Samuels, a former employee of both EA and I'm going to butcher this because I don't think it's a real word, but Cygnosis uh, Studios. The company started life as a second-party developer for Sony Interactive, first working on DLC content for Little Big Planet. They found moderate success with Start the Party series, which is a series of AR party games utilizing the PlayStation I and Move peripherals. After a few setbacks, including the failed Doctor Who: The Eternity Clock, the first game in what was going to be a trilogy that ended up getting canceled altogether, Supermassive released. The smash hit Until Dawn, exclusively p- for the PlayStation 4, an interactive horror film, which would become the primary template of the majority of the releases to come. Man and Medan, the first of Supermassive's Dark Picture Anthology series, would be the first multi-platform release for the studio, and all subsequent games would follow suit. Man and Medan is currently available for PlayStation, Xbox, and Windows systems. Shay, you want to tell us what this game is about, please?
0: I would love to. As five of the biggest fucking idiots I've ever come across in video games, you walk around one boat, then get captured by pirates, and walk <laughs> around another boat with a lot of drugs and dead bodies
1: on it. Oh, man, that that was perfect. <laughs> I love it.
0: And that's it. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, quick time events that you can do. and Oh, by the way, remember, uh, we, we did stream this game a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember uh when we tried to get sean ashmore's character killed
1: yeah and i found out we could have killed him right we could have
0: killed him yes if we had just done what we were supposed to
1: (laughs) and then just failed a quick time event okay so so for for slightly more context even though that was (laughs) perfectly accurate what you do is you're playing as five characters simultaneously so when Shay and I played this on the stream, we kind of split who was going to be playing which character. Uh, which, which, by is... the way,
0: oh, oh sorry, sorry.
1: No, no, no. no. It, it, we're probably going to say the same thing. Go for it.
0: Oh, I was I was just going to say that that's a really cool, like, a passing it back and forth. Almost like a horrific party game.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were not going to say the same thing. In concept, I think it's good. Yeah. But the fact that there's so little to do... Yeah, depending on the character, at least in the early goings, like there's a little bit more as you progress, but not by a ton. Your main means of interacting with this is just decision making through conversation branches Mm -hmm. and the laziest quick time event (laughs) stuff I've ever experienced. Yes, I haven't played anything else in this series. I didn't play until dawn, although it's been in my library for conservatively four years (laughs) <laughs> if not more, I've never touched it. I kept getting told that this is very similar to the Telltale games. And yeah. I don't agree. I think even the QuickTime stuff in in Telltale is a little bit more robust. And mm-hmm. I just think it's it's a stronger narrative. Even mm-hmm. like no matter what the the IP that they were working on was. But what kind of sets this apart is that it's made to look like a horror film. Mm-hmm. To the point of using actual actors. In this one, Sean Ashmore is the only one that really looks like the voice actor. Like uh-huh. the the character of Conrad looks like Sean Ashmore. Everyone mm-hmm. else kind of, sort of looks like them. Like it looks like it's maybe based on them, but it's not like a full face scan like it was with well, Sean
0: Ashmore. So Sean Ashmore was of the, the main characters was the only one to do his own mocap yeah. for the game. Not not even the curator guy who is in all of the games did yeah. his own mocap,
1: which, which I think mean, is hilarious. But that would also be like, he just walks around a library. Like, right, right. there's really not need for mocap necessarily there. Yeah. But I, I mean, like having your likeness in a game and doing mocap are kind of different as well. Like Ashley Johnson and pretty much the rest of the whole cast of The Last of Us did their mocap, even though it doesn't look anything like them. Sean Ashmore's character looks like Sean Ashmore. Yep. Everyone else is just kind of, sort of, similar enough-ish. And in in the, in the Until Dawn, all the characters looked like the actors portraying them. Like, it's Rami Malek, Hayden Panettiere, the dude that played Ward on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I don't know from anything else. But they all look like who they're supposed to be. Same with that, that game that has Elliot Page and Willem Dafoe in it. It's just weird that it's, like, we have one dude who's, like, kind of famous. Like, Sean Ashmore is not necessarily a household name. Most people arguably would know him as Bobby Drake from the X-Men series. And I don't know, really, what else. I know he's done other things. I know I've seen him in other things. But, like, that's the one that comes to mind for me. The rest of them are not people that are recognizable. Yeah. I had mentioned off the pod that, like, this kept reminding me of something like in the back of my head and I couldn't figure it out like tonally I'm like this feels like something and then I read that all of the actors all the principal actors are Canadian and I went oh this reminds me of are you afraid of the dark Mm. and I don't know what it is but like that show was produced in Canada the young Canadians that are in that show have a very specific way of acting and I think that's (laughs) what I was feeling in this game. I don't know
0: that's, why. That's a kind way to say terrible.
1: <laughs> I don't think they were necessarily terrible. Okay. Sean Ashmore objectively I feel was. And that might be the material. Like I don't think he's a bad actor. Mm-hmm. But in this. Especially if he's doing his own mocap. He phoned it in for sure. I don't know. I mean we let's get into the story actually. Because I, I sure. do think the writing suffered in this. And I don't know if this is the, the same. In Until Dawn or the subsequent releases. And I'm like really hesitant to find out at this point i have such a bad taste in my mouth over this whole thing so in the late 30s or early 40s i forget if they specify but Mm -hmm. pre-world war ii or like very early world war ii u.s troops retrieved this thing called mandarin gold from china to prevent it falling in the wrong hands yada 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 it ended up causing everybody on the boat to go insane Everybody either killed themselves or each other because they were all hallucinating. And this is all based on an actual urban myth, which feels oxymoronic to say that way. An urban myth that exists. <laughs> right? Sure. Yes. The, the boat in question is a real boat that went missing in the South Pacific. So this game posits that somebody found it, like that there was instructions on how to get to there basically, and all it said was that there was mandarin gold on it. So these fucking dumbass kids and these dumbass (laughs) pirates are like, oh, there's gold in that there boat. (laughs) They all go there, they all trip balls, and based on your decisions and your reflexes, any number of the characters that you're playing as could die, or they could all survive. Uh Uh-huh. What I learned through watching a bunch of the walkthroughs, because, like, even if I had completed this, which I did not, I wasn't going to go back and get all of the different endings. No. There's an ending where you radio the U.S. military. You tell Uh them the name of the boat that you're on. And then they show up and shoot everybody because it's all top secret. (laughs) And it's, like, such an easy thing that you could have done. Like, had I gotten to that specific portion... I probably would have done the same. And if I got shot, like if everybody in the in the group got shot as a result of that, I'd have been yeah. fucking furious.
0: Yeah. That is <laughs> so, so so baddening. bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now if you just Oof. give the coordinates, the military will show up and you get imprisoned. So You get imprisoned? Yeah. For being captured by pirates? No, for being on a top seeker boat that they don't want the information given out about. Oh I my guess. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. This does feel like one of those, like, there really isn't a great way. Like, the the best case scenario is Conrad shows up with the, the original boat, with uh, mm-hmm. Fliss's boat. The Duke.
0: Yeah, the Duke Whatever. of Milan. Yeah.
1: And then you all escape on that. Like, that's, that's the true good ending.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every other thing, either some number of you dies or you all die. Or you get imprisoned, I guess. Yeah. And that shit sucks. There's like 14 ending endings but i think i had read that to get to that point there's like 240 some odd paths Holy like christ right because brad can die in a multitude of ways alex can die <laughs> in a multitude of ways it doesn't change the end narrative mm-hmm. if a character dies necessarily just that they are dead mm-hmm. the end result is the same you just get to watch them die in in more gruesome ways and there are super cuts of this game of like all the ways to watch sean ashmore die which is <laughs> like a little funny i guess
0: just just for clarity's sake the we don't have any problem with sean ashmore the no, character just that conrad. In this game is a piece of absolute dog shit
1: yeah we were pretty well over conrad when he started throwing ten dollar <laughs> in, bills into the immediately. ocean
0: Immediately,
1: <laughs> yes so these pirates We're like speeding across the ocean, hit a buoy. It scuffed up their. It was like a weird interaction in a Sheet's parking lot, basically, because of their (laughs) own negligence. That
0: is a fucking great way way to describe it.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, (laughs) It's very regional, but like, you know, insert Circle K or Wawa (laughs) or whatever you have in your area, AM, PM. So these, because of their own negligence, these pirates scuffed their boat. And was like, you gotta pay for the damages. And Sean Ashmore just like starts throwing ten dollar bills into the water. And we were like, yeah. oh fuck this guy. Fuck he's this guy. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. And then actively tried to get him killed and fucked up getting him killed.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Failed failed to do so. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean there were plenty of other opportunities. Yeah. But yeah, gameplay wise, this there really isn't much to talk about or to offer here. You wander around, you trigger a lot. events. <laughs> And you hit Y when it tells you to hit Y.
0: <laughs> yes, correct. That pretty much covers it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't even think the dialogue trees really impacted that much of the main game. It, mm-hmm. it is just your big tentpole things like whether or not you tell the military the name of the boat. Yeah. That seems to be the only like real determining factors. I feel like we could probably get into pros and cons, but I think we're underselling just how boring this is. I tried to convey
0: that (laughs) in my description of what the game is actually about. what you nailed. It is a lot of walking around. So I looked up like how long the game is supposed to take because I also didn't finish it because I was so bored. And for whatever reason, I've become like the biggest scaredy cat playing games in my later years here. But (laughs)
1: did you find it scary? Like, because I was going to ask that down the line. Because it's all jump scares. Like, it's not... Yeah. It's not... There's not, like, a lot of psychological horror there. All of the monsters are fucking not real. So each one of the five characters have different things that they hallucinate based on just shit that they saw at some point. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Because of Julia's commitment issues, like, all of her hallucinations take the form of Alex, which is kind of <laughs> great. There's oh a... man,
0: do you remember when we shattered that man's hopes and dreams?
1: Of oh yeah, playing? it was awesome. <laughs> oh, so yeah, good. no, no, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> During my playthrough, I tr- I was like, do I want to make this work? But like, ultimately the narrative is Julia doesn't know what she wants, so it it would just be lying to yourself and the end result would still be her hallucinating about Alex instead of anything else. One of the characters uh, hallucinates like a... a Actually, Conrad hallucinates like a pinup that he sees in a in a poster. Oh, that the first time she popped out, uh, not popped out. She was just like there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the camera angle like widens a little bit to and like she's in a spot that you couldn't see before. Yeah. That freaked me the fuck out. But I guess I guess scary isn't the right word. to
1: Describe this. But there are some cool visual things like. Oh, yeah. I've brought this up for other games before, but do you think this would have been better suited as a passive experience? Like just as a TV or film series? Yes.
0: Just because like the thing that they're trying to do is not really great for a video game, unless you're like gonna throw more quick time events in there or have more agency in exploring. I think- Yeah,
1: because even the the investigation aspect of it doesn't really matter that much.
0: Yeah, it's a little, it's, the game is really, like, real y Which, which is fine, because they're trying to, they're trying to make a movie, basically, that you can participate in. Yeah. I don't know, then they went and hid 54 secrets that you can, and not, not even secrets, just, like, bits of lore right. that you can find. Yeah, I, I think it would have been way better as, as, like, a movie.
1: Yeah. Like, even if they did the, the clue thing of, like, yeah. the multiple endings, like, this yeah. is how it could have happened.
0: I think this would have been you you remember uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 Netflix was like trying out this like interactive thing with like a couple of shows. I think this would have been good source material for that kind of idea,
1: which is kind of what they're doing. But I would have to imagine it'd be way less expensive to just film it as opposed to (laughs) make a video game and like map characters and programming and everything like that.
0: Well, also, I wouldn't have to walk around for 3.75 of the four hours, yeah. four and a half hours of the game.
1: Like, just let the decisions be the only thing you have agency over? Yeah. yeah. I'm just watching
0: a movie and then choose how it goes.
1: I don't disagree you with know? that. Yeah,
0: So that's, what, that's where I think this would have thrived. As a video game, it is
1: very, very dull.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe part of it is that it isn't scary enough
1: it uh, yeah Yeah, there's a handful of jump scares it'll be like you open a door and it's like oh fuck it's a hag thing yeah you have played telltale games right i know i know we've definitely discussed it but yeah which which out of the series have you played
0: the walking dead seasons one and part of season two the fairy tale one i don't remember
1: what it's called the wolf among us
0: Yeah. yeah yeah and i played a little bit of the batman one
1: yeah i think i played the exact same things with the addition of I did play the first two chapters of the Borderlands one. Yeah. So neither one of us played the Game of Thrones ones, and neither. Oh, us played... I did.
0: I did play the. I did play the first. Oh, you did. Of
1: that okay. One. Yeah, it was it was
0: free somewhere, so I got it, and it sucked. So. Oh, okay. I shouldn't say it sucked, but like, I I liked the the Walking Dead one so much.
1: It's and great. It
0: just wasn't didn't really hold a candle to that one.
1: Yeah, I think. Part of that's the strength of the IPs in some mm-hmm. cases, mm-hmm. but they still give you a decent amount of things to do in those. And mm-hmm. because they're so bite-sized, each chapter is, what, an hour and a half to two hours? Ballpark. Uh is going to say, even if that. Yeah, like if you really dig into it, at least with Fables, The Wolf Among Us, I, I feel like I, I spent a oh, decent yeah. amount of time. Yeah.
0: yeah, that one's, I think, a little bit longer.
1: Walking Dead, yeah, I do feel was shorter now that you say that. yeah, But that was also like their first big IP that they worked on. For that mm-hmm. format but like i feel like chopping it up into episodes where you're just focusing on singular objectives mm-hmm. makes it more interesting even if it's tricking you into doing because i i definitely ran those games a couple times because you want to mm-hmm. see the different outcomes yeah with this in order to do it all you have to fucking do it all and i'm not <laughs> sitting through an additional four hour experience of this
0: i think i read the to... To one hundred percent,
1: this game takes about ninety hours. Suck a dick. <laughs> that's wild. Holy shit. Yeah, that's horrific. This is gonna make one of our questions very difficult. <laughs> I feel. I don't. Know, I think. I think we've pretty much gone through just cons. Do we have any <laughs> pros? Let's let's try to let's try to focus on the positives here.
0: I did like the atmosphere of the game, although I mean I guess. I did kind of talk against that just a second ago. So maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't know what I like anymore.
1: (laughs) Visually, I think this whole thing is really good. I do think they captured a specific atmosphere in parts of the Medan itself. I mean, some of it's blasé, but like, it looks like what it's supposed to look like. That's like a half pro, I suppose. But the visuals (laughs) is a full pro. Like, I... yeah, There were some weird things with mouth movements that both kind of irked us when we were streaming teeth, especially teeth and mouths are a very hard thing to do when you're going for realism in video games. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just always looks artificial. Fliss looked horrible. Fliss looked horrible. Her her mouth. Oh my God. Julia too. Like when she would open her mouth wide, (laughs) it looked terrible. Terrible. Yes. And it, I didn't feel the same when it came to the hallucinated characters because uh-huh. they were supposed to look kind of otherworldly, yeah. Like the the pinup when she would mm-hmm. transform, I thought that looked awesome. Because you're not worried about the realism of it, you're worried about the horror yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Visuals, I I don't really have anything major to complain about. Music was whatever, not anything that really stood out. It's your it's your pretty standard horror score. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. What it is? I... <laughs> Please tell <laughs> I me we have like... another pro. I feel awful. <laughs> I did
0: kind of like the premonition mechanic. Although, it I mean, it wasn't really...
1: Yeah. It wasn't um, necessarily very useful. Go into more detail on that.
0: Yeah. So, like, throughout the levels, you can find these pictures on the wall. And when you look at them, you will get a premonition about a potential choice, I think, I guess. That's how. That's you, coming yeah. down the line. And they can kind of give you an idea of what will happen. So like you don't really know what the choice will be when you see the premonition but um, like as you kind of get the context as it builds up for that choice, it can kind of guide you in a way to either go for or avoid what you saw in the premonition. Yeah, which I, I think is is a unique aspect to the interactive horror game. So I thought that that was cool, but a little unrefined, I would say. Which I think in general is what I would say about this game. Okay. Just seems like it's unrefined.
1: All right. Yeah, I think that works. All right. You want to throw some numbers? Let's do it. All right. Up first, Dan. Does it work? Begrudgingly, I think this this gets a point. I have nothing really to complain about. Navigating didn't really Give me any sort of trouble. I don't think we're visiting a corner today. Nah. All right. So yeah, I guess a point. It's it's the only one I'm, well, I, I don't want to <laughs> call we'll my see. shot. Yeah, that's not Babe yeah. Ruthus just yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to give it a point. There are like some, some movement issues that I don't love, but where you're allowed to go, you can move fine. Yeah. I'm not going to take away a point f- for that. So yeah, a point for me as well for that.
1: Okay. Is it engaging? No. I think there were things that they could have done with the story that would have made it more engaging. I think more interactivity definitely would have been the easiest way to go. Mhm. And I I don't even think even though you had brought it up like I don't think the switching back and forth is really all that effective when there's you're doing so little. Yeah. Cuz even like doing couch co-op it's like, "Well, shit, do I tell them that I had to work or do I tell them I was like it they feel so inconsequential that even like playing by committee didn't really seem like much of anything yeah i don't know i
0: mean i think i think that this comes down to all the fucking wandering around you have to do it gets it's like there's not enough things that happen even taking out like quick time events like even the like little scenes that you trigger don't happen often enough So you get so fucking bored wandering around all these hallways on this ship that look exactly the same. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I it's I don't know. I I I was really excited to play this game because it it seemed like a cool concept. And then the the whole they just really dropped the ball, especially in the engagement category for me.
1: Okay, so So, no point for me there. No point for me. Yeah, I think I'm with you. All right. Does it look good? I'll give it a full point. I mean, Sean Ashmore looks like fucking Sean Ashmore. And I think that some of the design elements as far as the hallucinated characters actually looks pretty good. So yeah, that's, I'm good. I was
0: thinking about a half because of the teeth and mouths, but that's not a problem unique to this game. No. So I think you're, I think you're right. That's uh, I think that's a full point. Okay. Hands look pretty
1: good. Which Hands is, do uh, look really good. Yeah.
0: Something that Madden has been struggling <laughs> since, <you know. laughs> It's my monthly take a shot at Madden. <laughs> Anyways. Beautiful. I'm going to give it a point. Is there replayability?
1: Okay. Let's lace up our boots here. So yeah. this is philosophic, I feel, in nature. If you enjoy it, yes, I could see getting all the endings being worth it. Mm-hmm. And I, if we're going to say like bad writing kind of could fall into three categories when it comes to the way we do our, our system, cause it could be engagement. Uh-huh. It could be replayability it, and story is more or less a black and white. Like, is there one? Yeah. I don't. Okay. What I, what I'm genuinely not sure about. And can you start from a chapter or do you have to start from scratch?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that I question. don't think
1: there is a way to do it by chapter. I think once you've made decisions, you're locked into it for that playthrough.
0: I feel like there's an option in the main menu for chapters. Uh, you can look at scenes. I don't don't think you can play from a chapter.
1: I didn't think so only because early on in the game, you do a dive to go through like a, a downed airplane. They have you make a decision whether or not you want to wait for your body to adjust to the pressure When going back up to the surface, or rush because you see an explosion. The explosion is just Conrad accidentally (sighs) causing an explosion in a barbecue, so it was like a dumb thing anyway. Yeah. But if you rush to the surface, you die way the fuck later in the game from the bends. (laughs) That's why I figured you couldn't do it by chapter, because it does ultimately decide what your ending would be. Yeah. Which means to get an additional ending, you genuinely do have to do an additional four hours of not a whole lot of anything.
0: And it's not even one of those situations where it's like knowing some of the conversations you're going to have is going to like make you speed anything up.
1: Having to sit through that fucking like (laughs) in the beginning of the game thing with the the dummy that like teaches the the controls would drive me nuts. Even doing it the second time around after having done it with you For the stream, I'm like, but this is fucking torture. Uh, Zero. (laughs) Fucking zero. No no (laughs) replayability. I'm done.
0: I Yeah. I'm gonna give it a half point because there this is definitely a specific taste to play this again. And so if you're into it, the good news is is there's plenty for you to replay. (laughs) Yeah. Plenty of times to replay this. Sure. It's not my thing, and I think it would be some kind of masochistic torture to play it a second time, knowing that you spend most of the game just walking around a boat.
1: I'm sticking to my guns on this one because I I do think hey. you make a valid argument, but I I just found this so unbearable. Yeah, it's a slog for sure. And I don't want to I don't want to condemn the entire series. I might try another one of the dark anthology ones out. Yeah, maybe I'll. I'll take that on as just a solo project. Sounds good. All right. Is there a story? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to default and say a full point. If I'm going to detract from the other two, I'm going to give it a full point here just on principle. Yes, there's a story. I might not think it's the best written, but it does exist.
0: It's there for sure.
1: At the bare minimum (laughs) was written by a person.
0: Yeah. uh, Full point for me also. Okay, we talked about it at length now. Finally, Dan,
1: our five-point question, is it worth the cost? So, Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan, currently retails at $19.99 across the board, and if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it is currently free, but at the full retail, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say three, which is, i am I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here. I didn't think I was going to give it a three. <laughs> But I'm giving it a three. There is a lot there, even mm. if it's not my flavor. Like if we're just talking about the inherent amount that you get out of that price, I think a three is justifiable. Like I could I could see this being a ten dollar game and not being so bummed out about it. Uh huh. Like ten dollars for four hours worth of content, even if you only do the one run through, I think is fee- it is reasonable.
0: Yeah. I think I think I'm at a three also. Okay. That was just a gut feeling. I don't have arguments for it. I feel like it's an ambitious enough project that selling it for twenty bucks is very reasonable.
1: Well, I know they, it, they don't. That yeah, they... <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have been knocked down. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the current retail.
1: This one being the first one in that series. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll look up the current prices for the other ones just because now
0: I think the second one is also twenty, and I think that's. Th- third one is 30 maybe and then the new one is a lot more than that but yeah 3 is where i'm at also again gut feeling there
1: we're going to go by the steam prices because that it, it does seem to be a pretty even barometer yeah little hope is $20 the devil and me is $40 oof so i think they launch at the $40 price point and yeah is is the devil in me is that the new one that's the most recent of the anthology series the quarry is the most recent game in the the big picture of what this this company does which is the same sort Uh of thing and yeah house of ashes is 30 so you you were dead on
0: look at that
1: yeah okay so that's gonna put our final scores for today six points from me 6.5 points from shay i think sometime down the line i want to i want to Discuss maybe adding an addendum to how we do our rating system. But as it stands right now, this is a soft recommend. I think this is the kind of thing where if you're a horror fanatic, this is going to appeal to you more than most people. Yeah. There's a novelty to playing a horror game for yourself. That's not just straight survival horror or those like asymmetric, fucking like online games like this is a, a relatively unique experience in what this overarching genre is so if that mm-hmm. is the kind of thing you're into yeah give it a shot what do you have to lose
0: nothing right now yeah if you're a playstation, it's subscriber. PlayStation plus <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> we'll have to ask timmy if it's also on xbox yeah because game pass probably has it too if if playstation yeah has i would plus. assume yeah what if we put out like a twitter poll of like hey if we were to play another one which should we play with our massive Twitter following? (laughs) Sure. I don't know. If anybody's listening that that has played these games or is a fan of these games, and there's one that you would recommend, like, this is the one to check out. Let's do that, and I will commit to playing it. I'm not going to throw Shay under the bus on this. (laughs) I will play it.
0: And if the answer is the second one, I will also play it because I have it
1: because it's free, and uh, I think we both like that actor, right?
0: Who's which one? That's
1: uh, that's the one with Will Poulter.
0: Wait, for real? He's in that? Yeah. This and because he, he was in Bandersnatch as well. Yeah. What a small world.
1: Crazy.
0: <laughs> How yeah. Do he keep fucking doing this on this show.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Man, man, all right. Oh, fuck. Uh, Hey, Shay, you want to play a game?
0: Dan, roll dice as we try to fill in the spots on some creatively drawn dogs. I would love to play a game. (laughs) Of course, Dan. Of course this is
1: spots. Oh, well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Duh. What what an idiot I am. It's actually, it's a very cute game. Dope. All right. So I love voice acting like so much, Shay. For a really long time, like voice acting was my dream job. Like if Mm -hmm. someone were to ask me, that would be my answer. It still like kind of is, but it's such a hard market to get into. Like I geek out over voice actors more than I do traditional on screen acting a lot of the time. In fact, just yesterday, Kit was getting ready for work and I was watching Mr. Show with Bob and David and I stopped what she was doing and I'm like, hey, you see that gangly weirdo on screen there? Do you know who he is? That's Tom Kenny. That's the voice of SpongeBob. This is what he was doing before that. (laughs) She did not care at all. Uh, Dude, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've had to restrain myself at our game night from telling people that I used to hang out with the guy that does the voice of Greninja. Shout out Billy Bob Thompson. There's only one (laughs) listener that I know that will actually get a kick out of that. And that's okay, too. Hope you're doing well, though, Billy.
0: You mean mean like the Pokemon, right?
1: Yeah, I know that guy. That's cool. Yeah. He's a, an old friend from the Philly comedy community. There's a photo of us doing karaoke together. He's, he's such a cool dude. But in honor of all of that and our discussion about Sean Ashmore, I suppose, we're going to be looking at some of the most surprising examples of variously famous actors providing voices in video games. So here's how this is going to break down. I'm going to give you a list of 10 famous people. Either actors or in one case member of a boy band. And then I'm gonna give you a list of video games. And you're gonna match which ones did which. And there's a catch, which you will see in just a moment. But I'll give okay. you some I'll uh, give you a second to grab a handy dandy. Note, I got it,
0: baby. I'm ready. Oh
1: hell yeah. Alright, here we go. And I'm gonna give these to you uh, both sets of lists in alphabetical order so that there's no anything. First up, Kara Delavine. Chloe Grace Moretz, Dave Foley, David Boreanis, Elijah Wood, Fred Armisen, Gary Oldman, Lance Bass, (laughs) (laughs) Matthew Perry, and Susan Goddamn Sarandon. All right. All right. And your list of games Dishonored, Fallout New Vegas, Grand Theft Auto V, Kingdom Hearts and Legend of Spyro, New Beginnings. Okay. And that is it. So, each one of these games will contain two of these actors Ah, and or... fuck. Yeah.
0: Man, Matthew Perry does not belong to any of these
1: (laughs) games. Lance Bass is on the list, and Matthew Perry is the one that sticks out most like this. Right,
0: Right. well, Lance Bass makes sense for GTA, because they had... I mean, it wasn't in five, but they had like the Ballad of Gay Tony, and like he would be the kind of person who would be in that just at the as time. himself. And like, if he wasn't, then they would have gotten him for later for sure. Like, he's the kind of at this point like gimmicky celebrity that fits into GTA so nicely. I
1: that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I see what you're talking about. So that's that's my
0: logic behind that one. Matthew Perry, like, I really have no clue. All right, so for Dishonored, I have Cara Delevingne and Chloe Grace Moretz. For Fallout New Vegas, I have David Boreanaz and Gary Oldman. For GTA V, I have Lance Bass and Fred Armisen. For Kingdom Hearts, I have Elijah Wood and Susan Sarandon. And for Legend of Spyro New Beginnings, I have Dave Foley and Matthew Perry.
1: All right, you have two correct. (laughs) Oof. You are correct. Chloe Grace Moretz plays the person who you're trying to save basically the entire game.
0: Yeah. The, what's her name's daughter?
1: Yeah. Lady Emily Caldwin. Yeah. Is Chloe Grace Moretz. And your other one is Fred Armisen, who plays Hugh Harrison, one of the judges on Fame or Shame, which is an (laughs) in game world fake version of an American Idol type of show. He plays the simon cowell-esque character sure and it looks like fred like they did a full face map of fred oh nice but in the game they literally say like he's not even british he's faking it it's all bullshit and it's just fred <laughs> doing a bad british accent and it's awesome
0: oh very cool it's
1: very fred armisen so those are your two
0: okay Back to the drawing board, I guess. <laughs> I think Elijah Wood's got to be in Kingdom Hearts now. Wait, no, that's what I said before. It was. Never mind. So then I'm going to say he's in Spyro. Okay. David Boreanaz is, <laughs> is like, perfectly suited for Final Fantasy. Voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we putting David Boreanaz for Kingdom Hearts? Yep. All right
0: i guess cara delavine would be gta
1: okay is that how you say it
0: i have no idea all right uh i'm gonna say dave foley is in fallout okay he seems like a helper npc kind of a voice actor i guess i'll put gary oldman in spyro as the old dragon man
1: so that's lance bass and susan lance bass susan sarandon and matthew perry matthew perry The man is ruining me. <laughs> Again.
0: I guess I gotta put Susan Sorrentini. This cannot be right. Susan Sorrentini in Fallout. Okay. Uh, I guess Lance Bass in Dishonored. Okay. <laughs> the Matthew Perry in Kingdom Hearts.
1: Okay. None of those
0: are right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, real quick, let me just run through my amended list. Uh, So for Dishonored, I now have Chloe Grace Moretz and fucking Lance Bass. (laughs) For Fallout New Vegas, I now have Dave Foley and Susan Sarandon. (laughs) (laughs) For GTA, I now have Fred Armisen and Cara Delevingne. For Kingdom Hearts, I now have David Boreanaz and fucking Matthew Perry. Love it. And for Legend of Spyro, I have Elijah Wood and Gary Oldman.
1: Okay. So. (laughs) Still two. (laughs) Nope. So you have completely gotten both GTA V and Legend of Spyro. So we're going to go down the list. We'll go by the alphabetical order for what I gave you. Cara Delevingne, Uh you nailed it. She plays DJ Cara. On the pop station that plays in the radio in-world, uh, she actually mentions that Fred Arbins's character sent her some creepy texts. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. It's real world building in the GTA series. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> like I said, Chloe Grace Moretz, you are correct. That is Lady Emily Caldwin, person who Corvo is uh, trying to save the whole time. Dave Foley plays the Yes Man in fallout new vegas he is a robot companion that works directly for mr house i got
0: that one also. yep
1: you got that one okay david Boreanis plays squall lionheart the main character in final fantasy 8 within the kingdom hearts world elijah wood is the official voice of spyro in the rebooted series from the mid-aughts fred armison is Hugh Harrison from GTA 5, the fake Simon Cowell character. Gary Oldman is Ignatius, Ignatius, a different Iggy. (laughs) The, (laughs) The father figure to Spyro in that same series, you are correct. And alphabetically, the last three are incorrect. So which would you like to know first? Which is...
0: I'll just do them in alphabetical. You want to do right?
1: it alphabetical? But one is so much more uh, interesting. No, save
0: save Matthew Perry for last. Okay.
1: Susan Sarandon's actually in Dishonored. She plays Granny Rags, which is a former aristocrat that ends up helping you out throughout the game. She looks fucking horrifying. So, like, in my brain, <laughs> she was an antagonist. And I think, like, don't the people that try to help you end up swerving on you anyway in that game?
0: Probably. It's all one
1: big backstab. Yeah. Lance Bass is in Kingdom Hearts. I want you to... I'll give you the point right now for this one. If you can guess which Final Fantasy character they play. Does he voice Titus? No, but good guess. Way Mm. stupider than that. (laughs) Lance Bass is Sephiroth.
0: Are you kidding me? No. Oh
1: my god. (laughs) I'm quitting video games. yeah and matthew Uh, perry is in fallout new vegas as the person who shoots you in the face in the beginning of the game setting off the entire course of events benny the guy that owns one of the casinos the rat packy sort of dude and my god out of this list he phones it in the most he just kind of plays it like chandler like he's supposed to be like Hey man, like Daddy O, swing blah 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 blah, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. I It's one of the worst voice acting performances I've ever heard. Super. Yep. <laughs> but Shay, that's seven points added to the big board today.
0: Pretty I'll well done, and
1: I'm <laughs> a thousand percent revisiting this this topic later on.
0: Good. Kingdom I did Hearts so well. alone.
1: I can I can go on for years oh my God, with yeah. the Kingdom Hearts ones. So seven points. I'm pretty happy with that. I can't wait to pull this on you again. <laughs> this is fun. Well, that's just about going to do it for us today. As always, you can follow us on social media at BNGpod on both Twitter and Instagram, where we post custom artwork for every episode and sales that you should be aware of that we call Cheat Codes.
0: If you'd like to share the show, you can use our hosting site, which is anchor.fm slash bngpod. And if you don't follow us on Twitch, I guess I will have to start streaming monthly-ish. Huh.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can probably figure out a way to do things remotely. Yeah. Even more remotely.
0: <laughs> I guess I I guess I guess have it announced. Uh, I'm moving much further away from Dan than I currently am uh, at yeah. the end of the month.
1: So they They took a job in Siberia. We wish them all the best.
0: <laughs> yes, I will be chopping ice blocks. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, so that will be getting in the way initially of our monthly-ish streams. But still, follow us on Twitch at twitchtv
1: bngpodcast. When we get big enough to do like, if we're if we're getting two bears, one cave numbers. Bert Kreischer lives in L.A. Tom Segura lives in Austin, and they genuinely charter a private jet. Oh, to my. get Bert back and forth.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. That's horrific. I mean, they they make a ton of money, so when we're at that level, <laughs> I don't know. It's an option. You don't burn a hole by yourself in the ozone. Well, we don't have the fucking light train set up yet, so I don't know what you want. <laughs> I'll I'll charter. Uh...
0: <laughs> I want them to stop chartering a private jet every time they record a fucking podcast
1: they've been doing a lot more like remotely good this outro is off the rails oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) if you want to send us an email for any reason you can do so at brokeendgamingpod at gmail.com where we take game suggestions or just like a little bit of everything we'll we'll have a contest to see if you can guess where shay is moving to probably not (laughs) hey shay what are we playing next time Next time,
0: Dan will be playing a little game called Guacamele and welcoming friend of the show, Timmy, back on to talk about it. So make sure you tune in for that.
1: But until then, goodbye, absolutely everyone.
0: Goodbye. Please kill me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we'll do like we normally do. We'll give you two passes at this. I'll tell you which ones are are right, and I'll let you rearrange for the second round. Sure. Uh
0: so Dave Foley's gotta be in Kingdom Hearts, because he was the voice of Flick. Uh
1: okay. So a bug's life has never been included in, in a Kingdom Hearts game. Oh so fuck off. I know, I know. All I right. b- but that'll be your, your freebie. Good fucking no. call out though. <laughs>
0: I don't know why that I know that, <laughs> like, all the time. Yeah. I'm completely thrown now. <laughs> Dave Foley, I th- thought, was the only lock I Just had there. Just gimme. <laughs>